We are back. Week 8 of the NFL slate. And let's get right into our betting check-in. Our season totals thus far. I'm sitting at 23-17-1. Ben's 18-18. and 18. A little bit of a beating this week for Ben. I think he was 17-14, and 14, if I remember correctly, going into the week. But 500 is good i mean that's that's really solid when you look at some of these espn guys and these guys that are on tv giving picks i mean they're like 350 so the fact that we're we're both 500 or better uh you know that's something to uh if you're if you're a new new viewer here new fan subscribe and watch all these videos follow us on social because every sunday we're giving out these picks for free i mean you, yeah, you guys are following these cappers I mean, the thing the thing that i'm most proud of with it is you know i'm only 50% full of shit. You know, the other 50% of me, you know, I got some credibility, but the other half of me, yeah, I'm just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, so 50% of the time you're going to get a banging bet from Benny. And so... Yeah, you'll, you'll, <laughs> either, you'll either get the dark horse of the week or the worst pick of the week out of me. Exactly. So, I mean, why not follow and tail and, and go check us out on, on social media for, like I said, every Sunday we're giving out these picks for free, man. So... Uh, that's how we've been doing so far on our bets. The check-in on our Pats, check-in our picks for the Pats throughout the season. I am two and five. Ben is three and four. You know, we can't read this team just as much as this team no, no can't one can. read its team. No one can. Yeah. It's, it makes no sense. It's been a rocky, it's been a bumpy start for sure. Uh, that, that is for sure. And so, I mean, we're going to touch on the Pats here in, in just a second, but we're going to go back into Tipsy Bowl of the week from last week. Lions, Ravens, we all know what happened in that game. <laughs> uh, ben was right. Completely, completely right. And so, I mean, I guess if you're going to follow my, a tipsy bet of in the my week, worst, it might be this one. In my worst week of the year, in terms of picking games, I think I had my best take. Outside of the Phillies going to the World Series, I think I had my best take ever on uh, on this podcast uh, with the uh, – Ravens just destroying the the Lions like I thought oh, yeah. they would. No, um, they 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 completely took care of business. They outclassed so, them. They just completely outclassed yeah. them. Really impressive there, Ben. Um, and we'll we'll be looking for you to to make up uh and do it again this week. I, so nah, I'm a lost cause. It's over. It's, it's a over. one time. I've peaked. So it's a one time charm right there. <laughs> uh, so going into this week eight slate. We're going to go ahead and touch on some of these games. We're going to go into the NFL MVP um, check-in here. And then we're going to touch on the World Series, baby. Look at the snakes. The snakes are in it. Can you believe yeah. that? Snakes, Rangers, the Diamondbacks are a gritty team here. And, uh, you know, just as much as they are, so are the Rangers. So what a, what a World Series we have in store. Yeah, uh, Very excited. But without further ado, let's get right into the NFL slate. And we're going to start here. Eagles at Commanders. The Commanders are seven-point underdogs at home, 43.5 C over-under. This is a game that's interesting. Obviously, the Eagles have had a little bit of a bumpier road. Jalen Hurts has had a bumpier road as of last season. And, uh, you know, he's kind of being talked about as if, you know, is he falling down to earth? Is he not as good as we thought? is was he just having an outlier year last year whatever it is i mean it's been interesting to monitor and now they're gonna go ahead and, and they're they're favored by seven points going on the road to washington what do you think ben who who do you like in this game and and what do you think about the eagles yeah i'm i've been saying it all year i 
I really don't think the Eagles have been playing well at all, especially when compared to last year. Um, but with that said, I'm going to take them to win this week, even though I think Jalen and that entire offense have struggled quite a bit. They've struggled immensely at times, honestly. Um, but then again, they're, they just keep finding ways to win. Um, one thing I think is interesting about this game is that when they played earlier in the year, they went to fucking overtime. So I think that's something that you need to monitor as well. However, I think the Eagles are going to get it done. They're just, they're a better team. They need to find a way to get going in the, in the, in the right direction, which I think can be really hard to do when in terms of the standings and your record, you're being rewarded for playing from realistically what is the wrong way. It's not the way that they want to be playing, that they want to be winning. Given how hard it is to win in the NFL, they're not playing to their ability, which we've been saying this too, shows how good they are and how good they yeah. can be once they get going. Um, but I'm going to go with them to win this week. And for their sake, hopefully it, it's it's a start of uh, stepping in the right direction for them. Yeah, uh, and you said that really nicely. They uh, they've been they've been a different team from from last year, but they've showed at part at parts of the season, at points of games in specific, that you know maybe they're back. It hasn't really been a full season long thing though, just yet for them, where it's been consistent and yet they're back fully, they're dominating, and uh, we've you know, we're waiting on, on that to happen if it will right. happen this year. So that is a, that's a good, it's a good point you made there. One thing I will say is uh, the commanders always play the Eagles very uh, tough uh, last year. The, I think the only bad loss the Eagles had all year was the commanders. Yep. Uh, they really played terrible in that game. And I think commanders are kind of just a team that's just going to play them tough. Uh, plus seven is an interesting bet. The one thing that I'd be a little bit worried about is that, now you're getting Lane Johnson off of, I believe, two weeks um, after that injury, even though he did play last week. You know, he's going to be healthier, most likely, unless he re-injured something. But that is not something that I uh, think happened. And then, you know, Jalen Carter is going to be a little bit more rested. This pass rush is going to get after the commanders. Sam Howell is getting sacked like nobody else in the league. Right. And uh, it's going to be an interesting thing to see, you know, what is going to happen with this commander's team if they can't protect Sam Howell, if they can't score points. I mean, you also have Jonathan Allen, Jonathan Allen said uh, you got guys like Montez Sweat and you got guys like uh, Chase Young that might be on the trade block. So is this a commander's team that's just going to phone it in this year and, and start selling at the deadline? I mean, hey, it's, it's really starting to look that way, right? And with, honestly, what, their second biggest rival? Uh, I'd say Cowboys, what? Cowboys are number one for them, right? Biggest rival. Yeah. Um, but I'd say the Eagles obviously, or the giants are right there as well. And if this team just comes in a team that, as you just said, has played you well, similarly to how the dolphins used to play the Pats well and how the chargers used to play the, uh, not the Colts, the Broncos. Well, yeah. If you get steamrolled by them with them coming to your building where you have routinely played this team very well, like you just said, and you just get rolled. Mm -hmm. definitely time to sell at the deadline, uh, get rid of some of your more uh, valuable trade pieces and see what you can build from there. Yeah, no, completely agree on that. Now we're going to go and touch on the 
this Patriots at Dolphins game. We're going to, going down to Miami. Uh, Miami is nine and a half point favorites. Forty seven is the line here for Not the over exciting. and under. And this is an interesting game because obviously everyone knows the Patriots are coming off of a huge win, uh, and then the Dolphins have been you know falling a little bit more down to earth in recent weeks than they Tiny started bit. off in the season. So. Uh, if we're going to kind of balance these two teams here, you know, Patriots are coming in with probably too high of expectations. Dolphins yep. are probably coming in a little <laughs> bit lower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I If I had to go ahead and, and give you a pick here, um, I, I wouldn't say the Dolphins are going to win by, by nine points, nine and a half points. Uh, Jalen Ramsey just came out on Twitter and said that he isn't confirmed to He's play, even though playing, there was right? a report. He, he said he's not confirmed to play, okay. uh, and he might, but he the report of him for sure playing is gotcha. not true. So gotcha. we'll see what happens with that. Tyreek Hill is playing, even though he's a little banged up. So this is a team that's a little beat up. Isaiah Wynn is on IR for them, for the Dolphins now, obviously former Pat. Uh, and the Pats are definitely beat up too. I saw something, I think there was 26. Last or- week there was 20. 20 names listed on the injury report. Right. Yeah. And and so this game is going to be, you know, a little bit of who's healthier as well as who can execute better. You know, if I had to give you a pick here, I think the Dolphins win this game. Nine and a half. I don't think that's the case. Uh, JC Jackson has been playing very well. I think Tyreek Hill is just a bad matchup for him, though. I think I think Tyreek might just burn him a is lot. Is he playing? Tyreek, yeah. Is he confirmed he, playing? I believe so, yeah. That's I, I know. News. Yeah, I know it was closer to, uh, you know, it was a chance he wasn't going to play, but I'm pretty sure it's confirmed he's playing. You know, that's always going to be trouble. I think Jalen Waddle may have a big game. I, I think Tyreek, you know, we might do some some type of thing where we have, you know, safety over the top, maybe, you know, JC on him, whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's the thing that annoys me about the way they played Miami earlier in the year in week two. Everyone's like, oh, they, they played great defensively. What a good game plan. No, they didn't. They didn't play great defensively. They played with their tails between their legs, afraid of letting up big plays. Like, sure, is that smart to do? Sure. But let's not act like the Pats took their best 11 guys, matched them up with Miami's best 11 guys, and just beat them playing one-on-one ball. No, you didn't. You didn't. You played blanket coverage. Uh, You tried to limit the damage as much as you could, which, to your credit, you did. But... Let's not act like it was some great defensive mastermind performance that we've seen Bill have in the past because yeah. it just simply wasn't that. Yeah, no, it's well said. Uh, yeah, I don't think the Pats win this game. It's hard. It's very hard. As you can tell with our picks, our Pats picks for the year, it's hard to read this team. One thing they I do no want to say, though, is one thing I do want to say is here's my take on this whole Belichick, you know, contract extension report and into this whole he might be out of the uh off the team getting fired whatever before that i think that the goal was for this season was belichick went up to craft and was like we can't keep middling in the league we can't keep being a middle tier team because you end up with you know not great pick in the drafts you end up with false hope you you're not as enticing in free agency you know the capital doesn't mean as much Whatever it is, it's just not a good spot to be in in the NFL. You want to be up there or you want to be in a full rebuild. Those are the two ways that you're really going to have a chance at uh, you know, building a solid roster here. So if I had to guess, I think this is what happened. I think Belichick went up to Kraft, told him that. 
Kraft agreed. Belichick said, I know what happens throughout a season, though. If I lose this first, these first three games badly, you know, they're going to be asking for my head and you're, and you're going to have no, nothing else. You know, you're going to have to fire me just because everyone's going to be calling for it. So they made a handshake agreement or an actual agreement, whatever it is, that he is going to be extended a few more years on a contract, locked it in. They both agreed to being a little bit worse this year. Exactly what he thought was going to happen happens. People are calling for his head after six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it is. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to leak that I got an extension. So they're not done with me and they're not going to fire me. So like eat that Pats fans. That's what he's saying. And then on top of that, he's like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. You guys are like, I gave you guys a dynasty. This is his point of view. I gave you guys a dynasty. I gave you guys 20 years of dominance, which he did, which he did. And, uh, and he's like, you know, you can't even deal with a rough six weeks or, or a rough one year in the span. That's going to help us in the future on a great quarterback draft. So you know what he said? I think he goes, screw it. I'm going to leak it myself. I got the contract. So one, I'm staying screw you guys <laughs> Fuck as, you. <laughs> yeah, as, as in the past, the Pats fans. And then two, I think he's going to be like, you know what? I don't even want to do this anymore. I was going to say, I was going to rebuild and try to build this organization again to have another dynasty before I'm out. But now you guys don't deserve it. What I'm going to do is we're going to keep middling. I'm going to get seven wins a, a year, maybe eight for a couple, two, three, four more seasons until I break the record for all time wins. And once I set that record, I'm out. I'm going to take my money, take that, all the accolades I've had in my career, and I'm going to leave. I think that is exactly what happened. And I think it's a bad thing for us because I would love to see a Belichick, you know, I mean, Belichick GM has not been great as of recent history, but we've never, ever seen a Belichick rebuild situation as a GM. What if he's good at it? What if he is going to be able to load up on these picks, get high picks and just nail on some of these picks. Or maybe when he has capital, finally, for one of the first times in his entire career, he goes ahead and he trades that and he gets a guy or gets a couple guys. So I'm kind of disappointed. I'm disappointed in Pats fans for calling for his head so soon because I think there was a plan. And and I feel like what I'm saying here, it's a little bit out there, but I think it's pretty real. It's definitely conspiracy-ish, but I think it's a little realistic because what have we been doing for the past three years? Yes, of course, we made the playoffs, but nobody, everyone knew our playoff team was not going the distance. Well, I mean, well, well, let me play devil's advocate let's hear. about Max rookie year. Week 13, people were calling the Pats a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Now, obviously, that was proven to be false. Yeah. Co- coming was, off that was, win streak, right? Yeah. It was proven to be a bit of an overreaction, but there was a point in time where it was looking like, oh, man, this team might get Odell. They might get a different receiver. And then they could go on a deep run, which honestly is exactly what that team was missing. So the one thing I'll disagree with you on is that that playoff team was a legitimately damn good team. Like, they were actually really good. So everything I'm, I'm saying here is, is you know, kind of conspiracy-like, as we just said. But I think this is – it's a very real possibility. I think Belichick knows this is one of the best QB classes there – that he's ever going to see uh and at least in his you know rest of his career i think he knows that it's the best that he's going to see so that's my take with that um and i think because of all the backlash that happened uh i think the pass are just going to keep middling i, I think we're gonna we're gonna keep middling we're, we're not going to be really bad this year we're probably going to be a little bit worse than we were in past years maybe six wins uh and, and we're going to end up with a, the 12th pick or 11th pick whatever it is 
We're going to get a fucking safety and we're going <laughs> to suck for the next three years. Belichick's going to break the record off of, you a know, Jeff Fisher like, yeah, Jeff Fisher like seasons. Yeah. And then he's going to go ahead, retire and, and do whatever he wants. So that's my opinion on it. But uh, I mean, obviously, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I, uh, <laughs> fair enough. Long story short, I, I'm not taking us to win this week either. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. All right, so Rams at Cowboys. Yo, what's good, L.A. Rams fans? Uh, how we doing? You guys are watching a lot of our clips. We can tell. Uh, we love We love it. You know, we really appreciate the yeah, support. Go you, ahead and Rams subscribe. Fans. Sorry, that's 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 our co-host Ben. He gets a little hot-headed sometimes. Uh, Rams are <laughs> Rams are going to Dallas. They're going to Jerry World. Uh, the Cowboys are six-point favorites at home. Forty-five and a half is this line. What are we What are we feeling on this one, Ben? What What, what do we think? Cowboys obviously uh, been an interesting year for them, and, and Rams yeah. as well. You know, they looked good at, at times, and yeah. then they've looked you know miserable at times. So, what do you think? Has this not been like the most cowboy season you've ever seen where they go from just blowing teams out and then they're oh, losing yeah. games that they just have no business losing? Yep. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. I'm not ultra confident in that pick. Okay. But I'm going to roll with the Cowboys to win. Uh, I think they're a better team. I, we know they're a better team. The Dallas Cowboys as pr- presently constructed are a better team. They are. They should win this game. Would it also be the most Cowboys thing ever to see them lose by, like, 14 somehow? Yeah, it would. But with that being said, I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win. I I bet Dak throws a couple picks, but they find a way to win anyway. Yeah, I think that – I think that you made a good point here. You know, it's the most Cowboys year ever. And I just want to give an example of that. I've got one of my best friends, Cowboys fan, diehard Cowboys fan for years – you know, week three comes along, whatever it was, week four, text me. He's like, I think Dallas is the real deal this year. Like, uh, I'm feeling good. Like, <laughs> like, dude, they're the best defense in the league, like all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, I mean, I can't lie. They look good. They do. They really look good. And, and you know, I, I think it might be a big year for them. Look at us now. Look at us now. I mean, not that it's ruled out and not that they're, you know, not going anywhere this year. No. But it's definitely possible that this team – won't recover and and you know I mean Tony Pollard has not been Tony Pollard this O line has not been this O line they will be in the playoffs there's no shot they miss the playoffs mm-hmm. like at all I would actually be shocked if he misses if they miss the playoffs they're not winning a playoff game no shot in how they win oh, a playoff game I got a question no for shot. you Ben question for you do you think this is Dak Prescott's last year as a starting quarterback of the, the Cowboys? Depends who's available when they're drafting in the first round, mm. which is not really a true answer. <laughs> but if one of the three top guys that we talked about last week, if one of those three are available, which I mean, we can assume that Drake May and Caleb Williams will be gone. Um, but who knows about the other quarterbacks, as you just mentioned, very deep class. And there's always a couple guys that emerge late in the season. It's like, oh, shit. Like, maybe they weren't getting enough attention. Maybe they should have gotten way more credit yeah. than they were. Um, but, no, I I don't think that this is Dax last year. I just I, – I can't see it. I think given how much Dak has maybe underachieved in some people's eyes 
I think in another sense, with the way that some people talk about him, he's overachieved in a million other ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've said this to you a hundred times. I've never seen a player get praised so much when they're playing well and then shit on so much when they're not. There's there's really no balance to the narrative around Dak Prescott. There's no balance at all. So I, uh, (coughs) excuse me. I don't think that this will be his last year. Um, I bet he has a few more in Dallas. I think the thing that will get him out of there is if they just have an absolute stinker year where they win like four or five games. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, And then on this game really quickly, what do we think? Cowboys are six point favorites, 45 and a half. the over on there. Uh, I'm kind of leaning, kind of leaning Rams plus six, but, uh, but you know, maybe uh, yeah. Dallas is due. So yeah, no, I, I could see that. I could see that. I think that's a good line. I, I bet the Cowboys win by a field goal. Okay. You heard it here. We've got Jags going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's two and a half point underdogs at home. 41 is the line. You know, the Jags are finally looking up. I remember, Ben, we were talking about it last week, three weeks ago, whatever it was, two weeks ago. The Jags, you know, we were waiting for them to really show us something and give us something to, like, you know, write home about. You know, this right. is a team that we're excited about. And they've been doing that in recent weeks. They, they've been playing yeah. really well. I mean, Trevor's, pa- Trevor's dishing the ball around. ETN is, you know, a top five running back so far this season, maybe three. He's been – you know, phenomenal for them. Uh, Christian Kirk has emerged in recent weeks uh, after having a good year last year, obviously signing off that big contract. Then you got Calvin Ridley, who's kind of been hit or miss. But if they can figure him out down the stretch, pair him, paired with Evan Ingram, uh, paired with Zay Jones, who's been good at times. I mean, this is a team that's got all the pieces. One thing I think they really should do is go out and grab themselves a pass rusher. Yes, I know. That was the goal with uh, Walker by drafting him first overall. Listen, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know when it's time to uh, address an issue, and you know they're just waiting around for for Walker to really prove he's a number one overall pick. And you know maybe he's just not that guy. Maybe he's at yeah. least maybe he's just not that guy in, in pass rush. At least I mean I, I don't think he's doing well with anything necessarily. No, that but that pick is mind boggling. It's absolutely yeah. mind-boggling. I mean, imagine the team it with Hutchinson. No sense. Imagine the team with Hutchinson, which is who they could have yeah. had, and who we both thought they should have taken. Yes. But uh, one thing I will say is here: if they go ahead and they grab a pass rusher, I mean, there's definitely pass rushers around the league that they can go ahead and grab. This is a team that that you know, I feel good about taking the Jags. I feel so much better about taking the Jags, and it's pretty obvious about taking the Jags to win the Super Bowl than I did with the second team I took with the most money. Um, which is the Chargers, and, and then the 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 Bengals are right up there with those three. Those are the three teams that I put the most money on. But honestly, I feel the most confident with the Jags, uh, even over the Bengals. Even though I think that they're going to start to turn it around, uh, in recent weeks, and this week will be a big one for them. We'll talk on that in a little bit here. But Jags are two and a half point favorites going to Pittsburgh. You know, crazy atmosphere there. I just think the Steelers have a lot of things to figure out. You know, mm-hmm. is his defense. Uh, going to be a top defense in the league, or are they going to get you know ran over? Uh, like like it's happened at times over the past few years. Or is this Jags offense going to prove to be as good as it looks at times, or right. is it going to be another dud? 
uh, a dud week like they happen to have the past two seasons. So I uh, I think the pick here, I kind of want to say over. You know, I kind of want to go over 41 points. I think that, you know, something's to be said for the Steelers using George Pickens more. And, and don't get me wrong, the Jags, uh, they've, got a, they've got a good set of corners. Um, and, and Pickens is going to have, you know, a tough time with, with that matchup. But I think that Pickens is going to have a good game. I think that uh, Jalen Warren is going to be that number one back in that backfield. I think Najee Harris needs to go. And uh, I think they'll put up some points, but mostly the Jags. I think the Jags is going to be able to score a lot. You know, ETN, like I said, looks great. And these weapons at receiver and tight end, they know how to they know how to run after the catch. They know how to make uh, adjustments mid route. They know how to read their quarterback Trevor, uh, and he's been very impressive. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take this over. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, what do you think, Ben? I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. I, I think the Steelers have been one of the most consistent teams all year. You kind of know what you're going to get. They're like a PB and J. You know what you're going to get. It's never going to be anything special. Um, but it's just it, it's going to be a solid product, and it's going to be a mm-hmm. solid effort. They're going to buy into what they have to do. Um, to this point of the year, I would argue that Tomlin or Dan Campbell are coach of the year. I think Tomlin's doing a great job with what I would consider a pretty, uh, pretty low, low amount of high end talent on their roster. It's a bit of a, a word scramble there, but. I think the Steelers have been great, and I, I'm I was I was pretty high on them before the year. I thought that they were going to be really good, and to this point, they have been. And as we were saying a couple weeks ago, I still haven't bought in to this new Jacksonville Jaguars consistency that they've been playing with. To okay. me, this is the perfect game where they go to Pittsburgh, and they just flat out don't have it. The defense is uh, a very, little bit too much for them to handle. So I, I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one. It's very possible. Uh, this might be a tipsy bowl of the week contender. You agree? I, yeah, I'll take the Jags we'll here. Look but the we'll, we'll look, we'll at, look the at the rest. We'll look at the rest. But but this is a this is a contender right this here. Is up there. Uh, now we're going to the Battle of New York. Jets are going. They're traveling across the country to MetLife <laughs> to go ahead and play <laughs> the Giants. Uh, the Jets or the Giants are two two and a half point underdogs. Um, at home, you know, home game either way, really. Uh, 36 and a half is the over under very low. One of the lowest ones of the week, actually. And, uh, this is, this is one of those games that, you know, I'm going to go ahead. I think, I think the giants plus or minus two and a half. I think the giants are going to win by, or sorry, apologies jets. I think the jets are going to win and take care of business. I think they're going to cover. I think they could win up to, you know, nine points. Uh, I think this team, I think this team is just going to take over defensively. Um, I believe it's Tyrod. I think there's a chance it's Daniel Jones. Um, but I think if there's a chance it's Daniel Jones, I think they should just go with Tyrod anyway. Like we said yeah, last I agree. week, I agree. They, you know, at a certain point, you got to take the person that you think is going to give you the best chance to win, uh, no matter the contract situation, no matter anything else. So as of right now, I mean, I think a lot of people will agree it's Tyrod. So oh, yeah. I think the Jets are going to go out there and, with that said, make Tyrod's life a living hell. And uh, and and Sauce is back, I believe. And you know this team has has got a good defense. Don't be uh, fooled with with this Jets team. Uh, you know, Dalvin wants out. 
maybe you know they get him going a little bit but i think Brees hall is gonna have a big game against this giants defense and you know 36 and a half is really low i think they're just banking on the giants not being able to score much uh not that the jets can as you know but this defense might be good for a defensive touchdown so if i had to go ahead and give a pick i'm gonna say uh jets minus two and a half battle of new york what do you think you know what? I think Battle of, the New- Battle of New York would be perfect for Tipsy Bowl of the Week because I'm going to go with the G-Men in this Oh, one. wow. I think that the way Let's that they it. responded to Terod Taylor and the way that he's been playing has been a joy to watch. And fuck the Jets. I don't fucking like the Jets. No one should like the Jets. The Jets are a bunch of losers. They're a bunch you're of frauds. Also, you're also a closeted Giants fan, though. Don't lie. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um... But, no, like, fuck the Jets. I hate the Jets. I hate anyone associated with the Jets. I hate Sal Gilberto. I hate Jason Tagarello. I hate all of them. I hate them all. So, fuck the Jets. They're going to lose. They're going to lose the battle of New York. They're a bunch of frauds. Zach Wilson's going to turn back into Zach Wilson. It's just a matter of time. So, I'm going to go with the G-Men winning by 10 in this one. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Um... The next game we've got here on our marquee games that we're gonna go ahead and pick through. Um, we're trying a little bit of a different seg, a little bit of a different uh, setup this week. If you've watched all the episodes, we're gonna go through marquee games and games that we think are very important this week, and then we're gonna touch on some NFL storylines. And you know, if the World Series is still happening, we're still gonna touch on that as we will. If you're gonna interested in that, stay tuned. It's gonna happen right at the back of the show. Going to this next game, Ravens at Cardinals. Nine and a half points is the line. Uh, Cardinals are nine and a half point dogs at home. Forty four and a half is the over under. I mean, I don't know if you're still on this. I hate Jonathan Gannon train, but he seems like he is a solid head coach. Who's with Jonathan he's working Gannon? with at least the the bus guy. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, he's a loser. Uh, he's a clown. <laughs> this this game's interesting though, because you know the Cardinals just seem like a team that they're always pestering back and they're always trying to cover. You know, near the end at least of games. Yeah, no, so no, okay. I honestly feel kind of bad. <laughs> I know he'll never see this, but that was so rude. I know exactly who he is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so rude. Um, apologizing no but like to your to like tell them what you just said they are annoyingly like not horrible yeah and like kyler is back to practice yeah which i don't know if he's starting this week i don't think so but i mean honestly dobbs has given them a decent chance so he has like what game have have they been been playing in or have they played in and it's like damn they just don't belong in the field yeah yeah none of them it's right. It's true. So, <laughs> with that said, they're against the Ravens this oh, week. With that said, <laughs> they are playing my favorite out of the AFC to this point. The Baltimore Ravens are for real. They are. They are it. fantastic. Lamar is playing like MVP Lamar again. Uh, it, it's. It seems as if this offense is starting to mesh. Yep. Uh, we 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 did say that earlier. Might take a little bit for all these weapons to come together. And it feels like they are right now, yeah. Especially off of that ass kicking of Detroit last week, which was just great. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the 
Ravens to win this one by two scores. Um, so they'll cover that line. Lamar's he's insane. And the other thing I love about Lamar, when have you ever seen him take an opponent lightly? You just don't see it. You don't see that out of him. Uh, unlike a guy like Josh Allen, who's ex- incredibly overrated and just is not that good at football. Um, wow. Lamar Jackson's the man. Okay. Um, one thing I want to see really badly, almost more than anything else, uh, honestly, in this entire you know NFL storyline of a year, I want the Ravens to go and trade a third-round pick or whatever it's going to take. I, I think a third is pretty friendly the way that compensation's been recently. I mean, you can get fucking Patrick Mahomes for a six-rounder now, nowadays, <laughs> it seems like. I don't understand it, but um, a third, a fourth, whatever it takes, go ahead and get Derrick Henry, Ravens. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. the two biggest weapons rushing the football, maybe in the entire league, pure rushing-wise? Or Saquon. Wise? Or Saquon. I mean, or Saquon. I think Saquon's uh, a little bit different of a case just because – Well, he might, you know, he's always hurt. Exactly. Always hurt. But I think he's a little bit different of a case just because, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something there, there for me. You just don't I, think he's that good? No, no, no. I, I Don't get me wrong. Saquon, I, I like Saquon a lot. I think he's a great person. I think he's a great player. He's a great person. <laughs> I think he's a great player. Um, I've had him on my – the reason why – I've had him on my fantasy team too many times where he's just gotten hurt and ruined my year. So, you know, there's a little bit of resentment there. Obviously not his fault. He's a great person. He's a great uh, person. But he's a great person. I've met he's him a bunch a of times. Uh, and no, so I just think there's a different situation there. I don't know. Get it. <laughs> Being, you know, the franchise of no, I get a New York team get getting it. traded, I think it's just different. But I think Derrick Henry is – there's also – here's a big thing with that, actually. You know, Tajay Spears, rookie out of Tulane for the Titans. This guy has been getting touches on touches on touches throughout the year. Even – I think he started on the field um, the first snap, I think. Don't, it, it may, I might be wrong. Don't quote me. Uh, on this Titans team over this bear, uh, over uh, this bull of a of a running back in Derrick Henry, so you've got him starting, uh, just starting the year out, and then getting all these touches and snaps and all of these um, carries. I think that Derrick Henry is going to be out. I think they're going to trade him, whether that's to the Ravens or somewhere else that we will see uh, probably in coming weeks. But this is one of those things where it's more of a no brainer that they trade Derrick Henry than that they move DeAndre Hopkins because Hopkins is, you know, brand new there. Derrick Henry is not getting that extension. Even if Derrick Henry gets traded somewhere else, it's most likely going to be for a one-year rental, in my opinion. Right. And uh, and then go to free agency with the way that the running back market has been. And then the reason why, to get back to you on that Saquon thing, is the Giants don't have a, you know, a backup running back plan necessarily. You know, they might have a, a rookie here or there, Matt Breda. I'm, that's not going to cut it. Tajay Spears is the real deal. Yeah, and I mean, the Giants don't have a plan at quarterback either. That too. And, and you know, so I would love to see it. With that said, going back to this game, Ravens-Cardinals, I think that the Ravens are going to take care of business. I think they're going to win. Nine and a half is a lot of points. I think the Cardinals might just cover, but uh, nothing that I want to give out as a pick here. Just uh, I don't love it, to be honest. Is, yeah. that, is that something you agree on? No, I agree. I, I just – the Ravens should kill them. They should. But who knows? Like, the Cardinals, like, mm-hmm. they're not they're not nine-point underdogs at home bad. They're just not. No, 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 no. Um, off to this next one. 
We got the Bengals going to San Fran. San Fran Niners, three and a half point favorites here at home. 43 and a half is the over under. As far as we've heard, I believe Sammy D. it's the Sammy D show. Um, no longer Brock Purdy uh, at the helm now that he's dealing with a concussion here. And uh, I mean, this is an interesting game to read because you got McCaffrey who played phenomenal, albeit banged up Trent Williams again. Um, I don't think Debo is playing this week and this is a banged up team and you're coming off. This is the Bengals coming off of a bye week and in which Burrow is report saying that he's a hundred percent, you know, whether that's true or not. I mean, you're coming off a bye. You'd have to think that, you know, that calf is much better than, you know, it was at any other point throughout the season. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a steaming hot pick here. Uh, not only Bengals plus three and a half. I think the Bengals win oh. this game. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm still going to go the other way with it. I think you want an even hotter take? Let's hear it. I think Sam Darnold's going to play better this game than Brock Purdy has all year. I think Sam Darnold's going to look phenomenal in this system and with these I weapons, actually like it. I like, actually like that. I, I think Sam Darnold, it, look, just looking at him, I've also, I've always said this about Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets screwed him. I think he was actually really good. I think he is a good quarterback. Another USC I still think process, he can find success product. in the right spot. And I think that the Niners could be that spot for him. And there's a reason that a guy like Kyle Shanahan who is a quarterback whisperer, who might be the best evaluator of talent at the quarterback position as sure. a coach right now outside of Andy and, Reid. And and maybe the best uh, coach that leads to assistants becoming coaches. Because, right. I mean, Andy right. Reid, of course, right there. But, you know, all these guys that he's producing, I mean, don't forget about all these guys. Mike McDaniels, I mean, you know, this guy knows what he's doing. I, I know I always say... If it's only you could manage about, a game and win a fucking big game. Yeah, it's yeah, what a legacy just, you'd have. He he's in the Andy Reid Philly stage of his career right now. He doesn't know I how like to win the comp. big one yet. I like that comp. Um, but he will eventually. Good comp. Um, but look at who he's worked with at the quarterback position. Are are. Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy more talented than Sam Darnold? I mean, no. they're both, yeah, they're both no. wildly, you know, average talents. At I QB. think, I think Jimmy is aggressively average as much as I love him. And as much yep. as I think he is good or was good, he's not good anymore. And as much as I think that Brock Purdy is a good football player, Sam Darnold has far more raw talent than either of them. And if he just ends up with the right guy and in the right system, mm-hmm. like I like we know that San Francisco is, I think he's going to play great. And listen, it's not like this isn't some new thing that if he were to find a way to find success after being labeled as a bust, yeah, Jim Plunkett did so and uh, he won two Super Bowls after being labeled a bust. It's happened. I'm not saying Sam Darnold's going to win a Super Bowl. I'm saying that he can play well this week. Um, but crazier shit has happened in the NFL other than Sam Darnold finding success with San Fran, which I think he will. 
It's a good point. I, I really like the take. I think that Darnold, you know, he might just go out there and steal Brock Purdy's job and then he make, could. And make Purdy a will. lifelong backup. I think he will. Brock hasn't played well the last two weeks, regardless of him getting hurt. Obviously, don't want to wish injury on anyone. Hope he's better soon. He's been horrible the last two weeks. His last great game was probably week one of the season when they just kicked the shit out of Pittsburgh. It was probably his last great game. And that was honestly more about his receivers than it was about himself. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're trying to take a job away from Tom Brady. Let's put it that way. Hey, that's a good point. I uh, I love the take there. And then we're going to go off to our last game of the week that we're going to cover. Raiders are going over to Detroit and playing this Lions team that's coming off of a brutal loss, maybe one of the worst losses this franchise has had in, yeah. in a few years. Yeah. Um, Lions are eight-point favorites at home against this Raiders team. 46 is the over-under. Um, I don't know if Jimmy G's back. I think he's expected to play this week. Uh, from what I remember hearing, last I saw, I thought he was questionable. Questionable. I think it's questionable leaning to active, but who mm-hmm. knows? Honestly, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I I like the yeah, Lions in this yeah, one. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I like the Lions in this one. I uh, I do think there's something to be said though. The Lions are dependent on a run game for Goff to be clicking at you know yeah. the rate that we've seen him do the past mm-hmm. two years or so. So you know whether that's figuring out the run game without David Montgomery or figuring out how to, you know, best use this rush attack yeah. uh, with some injuries up front injuries at the position, uh, position players. Jameson Williams has been wildly underrated or uh, under uh, underwhelming. And it's been disappointing. Honestly, I, I had yeah. a lot of, I had big hopes for him and it's been very disappointing. It's a shock. It's a, it's a shock. I think honestly, if I was going to be, you know, Give me a hot take here. Two things I think the Lions should look at. Jameson Williams, this is the week for him. You know, give him some deep shots. Dial him up for some plays. If he doesn't show you anything special, you know what you do? You go out and you grab DeAndre Hopkins. That's what you go out and do. Or Mike Evans. You know, I, I don't see the Mike Evans thing because I don't think they want to trade him in the NFC. That's the mm-hmm. only reason. Okay. I think if the Pats find a way to win this week, I was texting you about this earlier in the week. If the Pats win this week, which huge if, biggest if ever, I don't see it happening. If the Pats win this week, you have no excuse to not trade for Mike Evans. None at all. He just looks like a Pat too. Like he he just looks good in a Pats jersey. If you're gonna be in the if you're going to be in the middling stage of, oh, we're mediocre, we're only going to win eight, nine games, well, then fuck. You You better be the best of those eight and nine. Yeah. Win, and win, at nine least take teams. a chance. At least take Honestly, a chance. Like, if you're going to put yourself back in the dance, yeah. you better bring a hot date. So yep, yep. you got you got you to gotta find a way to be more competitive, especially if you put yourself back in the playoff race, which, I mean, if they beat Miami, they, they're back in it. That's a good point. Another thing I want to mention here, you know, this line's front, this line's O-line is so good. You know, I mean, David Montgomery, you should be back, whether it's, you know, within the next few weeks. Jameer Gibbs has been underwhelming. You know, maybe it just takes him a while to get going. Like I'm saying, dude, if you can go ahead and, and get a one-year rental with a fourth-round pick in Derrick Henry, I think you go out and do it. I mean, 
yeah. just imagine Derrick Henry lining up behind that O line. I mean, yeah. he's looking at a hundred a game minimum. It seems like you know. I mean, the the sky's the limit with with that pairing. Yeah. David Montgomery gets back. That's the perfect guy to mix in and be as the Tajay Spears to um to Derrick Henry. And then you know you want to use Gibbs still, of course. You could line him up at slot. You know, I mean, it's not like he can't catch. He is Kamara like in the ability that he can catch. He can go out there and he can line up and catch. So, you know, maybe you yeah. try something like that. I mean, it, it, the lines look so close, and they don't want to don't let injuries ruin being so close for the first time in years for this right. franchise right. Of, of going to a playoff game and also and, and though, really having a future. Don't let these injuries ruin your continuation of being good. Don't let, don't reach on something to try to supplement these guys that are out when you kind of don't have to, in order to make the playoffs. I think not even like we think of this. What are they five and two now? You can get to 10 and seven, 11 and six. If David Montgomery doesn't play another game, you should be able to do that. Yeah. You should be able to. Um, So don't go out there and reach on something and give up valuable assets, which would then keep you from being able to maintain the success. That's that's new to you. To me, that would be something I brought up the other week. That would be a sign of them not being used to the success that they found. You need to you need to know first. You need to know how to win, or first you need to know how not to lose. Then you need to learn how to win, and then you have to learn how to find like sustainableness in that winning which is what Bill's done so well, uh, obviously, is the Pats coach, other than the last few years. But yeah. that's what him and Tom did so well. It's a good point. It's a good point. This is a team that, that's very promising, and uh, and I think they should be buyers at the deadline because, you know, you haven't been, you haven't been you know, historically uh, a, a good franchise, obviously. They could use another receiver, for sure. For could, sure. Exactly. They could use another weapon on this offense. And, you know, while you're at it, Try to get a rental at, at, at pass rusher or on the defensive side. I mean, it, it, you're you're this close for imagine the first the time in really years. bad, like really bad, or not even imagine they are really bad right now. They're two and five. What are you um, thinking, Uche? <laughs> yeah, like why wouldn't you try to get Uche? I I, I think the Pats have to make a decision on on what we want to do roster wise, and I think the Lions should also make a decision. Should we just send it, man? Should we do yeah. it? Because you know. How many times are you going to get a, a a team this this solid with with a lot of pieces healthy and and you know a lot of momentum? So I know he's not your typical Super Bowl quarterback, but your quarterback did go to a Super Bowl, regardless of what team he was on yeah. and who was coaching him. Yep. And uh, the fact that Aaron Donald was his teammate, whatever excuse you want to come up with, he did it. The guy <laughs> went to the Super Bowl. You yeah. can't take that away from him. he nope. did go. So you have a guy who has a pretty impressive resume, was a first overall pick. I don't know why I'm really ranting because I think Goff has gotten the respect that he deserves. But (laughs) I think that people are kind of leaving the Lions out of that Super Bowl conversation in a little hint of the reason as to why. I would say a lot of it has to do with Dan Campbell. I think everyone loves Dan Campbell, but they don't really see him as a Super Bowl coach. And I don't think people look at Goff as a true Super Bowl quarterback, which... I think it's time to let that go. I Listen, he's not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, 
He might need some stuff around him, but when he has that stuff around him, which he does right now, he's hovering around top 10 in the league, mm-hmm. and that's all you need to get to the Super Bowl. It's real good defense, good coaching, and a top 10 quarterback. That's all you need today. Agreed. And a few more picks I want to rattle off before we get into our MVP check-in, and then the World Series, baby. I want to say, I uh, other than the picks I've already given out here, I like the Texans' money line against the Panthers. Uh, they're three-and-a-half-point uh, favorites. I like the Falcons' money line against the Titans. They are three-point favorites, and I think that has to do with, you know, you know, Chris Long said this, and, and he made a great point. It's just like in, you know, baseball. It's just like in any other sport when you're looking to shop a, an asset, you don't want to play them the week before, or at least you don't want to play them that much because if they get hurt, then their trade value goes out out the window, and that hurts a lot of what you were planning on doing. So I think that's something here with Derrick Henry or maybe even DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it's potential potential that they can get moved, you know, in, in the next few days, next few weeks, whatever it is. So I think it's something to watch. Maybe they're going to be on a snap count or just not even playing at all. So give me the Falcons money line there. I like the Browns plus four. Uh, plus or yeah, the Browns plus four going to Seattle. Seattle's very banged up. Kenneth Walker's questionable. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I believe, are questionable. Uh, I don't think Lockett's going to play. Actually, I mean, don't quote me on that. But beat up team. I think the Browns defense will will get it done. And then give me the Chiefs minus seven against this Broncos team. Another team that is going to be shopping, whether it's Judy, whether it's Sutton, whoever it is, or both of them. Uh, they're going to be shopping some dudes, and so maybe they're not going to be playing as much as uh, they would in a normal yeah. week. So those yeah. are some of the picks that I wanted to throw in there. And without further ado, let's go into our MVP check-in here. Looking at, as of one day ago, Pat Mahomes, once again, surprise, surprise, is the favorite. Last week's favorite was Tua. How? I don't – I can give you – I can give you three guys that are ahead of Mahomes right now, like undebatably are ahead of Mahomes, and two of them are on the same team. Two is ahead of him, Tyreek's ahead of him, and Lamar is ahead of him. Like undisputed, those three guys mean more to their team right now than Pat Mahomes does. They just do. They just do. The Ravens would suck without Lamar. I'm not saying the Chiefs would be great without Mahomes, but and two and Tyreek, dude, this is the best duo we've seen since fucking Tom and Randy Moss. It's insane. It's crazy. So I, I really, Pat, I'm so sick of the Pat Mahomes, like, obsession. I'm already over it, and it hasn't even been that long. <laughs> hey, man, I've been saying for a while now that uh, everyone's got to chill. Everyone's got to chill a little bit How on, on Pat. How is he the MVP of the league? Are we not watching the games? Like, last week was his first insane game. Honestly, I think it's more I think it's more so seeing him get hot. Uh, obviously, last week, I believe, what, over 400 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Best game so far this season, for sure. Uh, I think it's more so – I think it's more, more so people thinking, hey, he's going to start doing this every week now. So, get in ahead while he's not, you know, minus odds. Uh, get in while he's plus 275 on some books. So uh, that's kind of my logic there. But to read off the top five, Pat Mahomes, Tua, 
Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and then there's a big leap to Josh Allen uh, at five. This is interesting, though. Um, there's no way this is right. There's no way this is right. Where's Tyreek on that? Hmm. It says this came out today, but for some reason, Aaron Rodgers still has like his ob- his odds up. <laughs> There's, There's no, no shot. shot this is right. No shot. Um, but, I mean, it's Vegas insider. Maybe Vegas knows something. What if he comes back and he's just – he wins MVP the last, like, three games? I'll never watch the NFL again if he comes back and wins MVP. Here we go. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it was correct. Purdy actually is ahead of Josh Allen. Um, but – so this is interesting. You're, you were looking for Tyreek. Tyreek's not even on this list right now, Ben. How? McCaffrey is on the list. How is Tyreek Hill not on that list? McCaffrey's on this list right now. Uh, who, who is? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm I'm searching the web right now, trying to find one site that can give me an article saying that that the odds are updated. Uh, and here's Tyreek. But how? Here he is. Here he is. Here he is. Ooh, plus five thousand. He's right, below. That's he's great. Below, that's great value. He's below Dak. He's below Herbert. He's below Burrow. Burrow's had a really rough that's year. That's absurd. Like, that's absurd. How? That is, is absurd. How? 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 Like what? All right. I so who do God. you like? Who Who do you like? Are you going Tyreek. with Tyreek? Tyreek. Okay. And Lamar. Lamar was my preseason pick, so I'm going to stick with it. But. Has I like, I like met, the Lamar pick. Has anyone meant more to their team so far this year than Tyreek Hill? I mean, I love Tyreek. He you're changes not the find whole operation. Me. Yeah. If you take Tyreek off of Miami, they have half the offensive production. All right, half. wait. Real quick, can I say something here? And correct me if you don't agree here. Is the MVP... Like, really watered down this year? Like, nobody's really blowing me away. Well, no, no. I'm I'm actually I mean, happy you said that. The one guy who's blowing me away is Tyreek. And, and you know, that justifies... Guy. Yeah, and no matter his position, that justifies uh, for him to be, you know, looked upon we're, as we're, that. We're, we're watching a league where a fucking kicker has won MVP. You're telling me a guy who's going to get 2,000 receiving yards can't be MVP? Like, what are we doing? Honestly, what are we doing? If I got to go ahead and give a pick, um, you know, I do think Tua will slow down throughout the year. And obviously, if Tyreek's doing good enough to get MVP votes, Tua's probably going to win the MVP. If Tyreek keeps going, that means Tua's going to keep going. And then it's like, well, most of the time they pick the quarterback, which I I still think that in 07, Randy Moss really should have won MVP over Tom. The only thing is, like, Tom threw 50 touchdowns and he broke the record, so, like, you kind of had to give it to him. But Randy Moss was the heartbeat of that team. And I feel the same way about Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is easily the most important player on that team. So regardless of Tua's stats, I'm still going to say Tyreek Hill because I think he's the biggest reason as to why Tua has his stats. Tyreek Hill could find these stats with any quarterback in the league. Tua would have nowhere near these stats with any other set of receivers in the league. 
Okay, if you had to give me a a, a quarterback one, um, Lamar. as of right now, you're you're gonna ride Lamar. with Lamar. Yeah. I want to. Sh- I want to. I'm looking at something right now. I want to see. Or Mac um, Jones. <laughs> well, Mac's the obvious one, Ben. You're not supposed to give <laughs> yeah, the obvi- yeah, yeah, obvious right, answer. Right, right, right. You're supposed to, you're supposed to give a. I was just giving you know, my dark opinionated... horses. <laughs> Before I was giving my dark horses, then I thought I'd state the obvious one. <laughs> uh. So so far. Oh yeah, you know what? I, I want to be different here. There's nobody I really love. I don't want to give Mahomes, even though honestly, probably will be because, like we said, nobody's really blowing us away. If Mahomes and I don't think two is going to win it again. Like, dude, I, I Ben, I, I agree with you. I'm going to say Lamar is going to be my my midseason pick. My seat, my pick coming into the year was Joe Burrow. Boy, was I wrong on that one. But it's that not wasn't too your late. Fault. He just got hurt. Yeah, it's not too late on him. And I was so high on the Bengals; they were my Super Bowl pick. And you know what? Honestly. I'm not the type to switch. I think I might just ride them out as my Super Bowl pick. And, yeah. you know, but I have to make the switch off Burrow. That's not going to happen. I think Lamar Jackson is, is you know, solid pick there. So I like that, Ben. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to tell you. That is my uh, midseason, sort of midseason MVP check in here. Um, and so we're going to go into some MLB here. World Series talk. I mean, what a what a postseason it's been so Crazy. far from – you know, Kyle Schwarber and the Phillies going off and getting super hot like they do seemingly every postseason now. And then now. cooling down. And then cooling down, you're right, losing to uh, this Diamondbacks team, the Snakes. The sack I mean, on that talk team, about dude. Them. Talk about them. The I mean, sack on that team. That's crazy. Good for I them. I mean, just oh, like this – oh, I just – I love to see it. I mean, such a young team, such a team that, you know – I, a team I you've been high on to for say. two years now. You've been this high is, on what they've been building for two years now. I've loved it. I, I love what they're doing. God, Corbin Carroll is a gamer. Cattell Marte finally getting the recognition he deserves as this jersey represents. Uh, he's a dog, man. He is so good. Uh, but but um, more than that, I mean, this pitching rotation is very good. This bullpen has some really good pieces. Uh, and then you just look at this lineup. I mean, they've got guys that just step up. I mean, Alec Thomas, are you kidding me? I mean, this guy comes in, hits a home run into the fucking pool yeah. in the biggest moment of his life. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's, I mean, can you believe that? Like the they pressure on a young, on a young athlete like that, Corbin Carroll, young athlete, young again, rookie. I mean, this this team is full of dogs. This team is is unreal. Corbin Carroll was getting MVP votes most likely um, for the regular season as a rookie. I mean, this guy is unreal. This whole team, you got Zach Gallen. You got some great, great um, moves, honestly, managerially, uh, managerial-wise from that manager. And then you also got general manager moves that have set up this team uh, like Gabe Moreno at, at catcher. I mean, this team is is very impressive, but then you look at the other side and you go to this Rangers team, a team that we've liked all year. We've talked about all year. So the much bats pop. here so are insane. Pop. And you know, Scherzer is back, which is a positive and he's been pitching, but can you imagine what this team would be if they had a healthy, a fully healthy Scherzer and a fully healthy DeGrom? I mean, Dude, this would be one of the scariest imagine, teams you could see in the postseason. Imagine you know, if got, they win though. 
I mean, Avaldi, Jordan Montgomery. I mean, these guys are playing out of their minds. If if they had a fully healthy Scherzer, obviously Scherzer is not fully healthy right now, but he's still pitching. And then if they had a fully healthy Degrom, I think you could make the comment. They would here. sweep. You you could make yeah you they could exactly you could make the statement here that they'd have four ace level yes players right now as yes. of right now I mean yes. the way Montgomery's pitching the way Evaldi has been pitching for the past few years and he needs some yeah. respect because he was a dog with the Pats and he's been just as good the with the Rangers socks oh, with the socks fucking get my sports mixed up he, and shit um, he never got enough credit when he was on uh-huh. the socks yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with how good Sale was and how much people love to blow Garrett Cole, even though all he <laughs> does is choke. Um, but no, I agree with you all the way. The thing that would really suck, I'm rooting for the Rangers. I'm openly rooting for the Rangers to win. The thing that would suck about it, though, must suck to be Jake DeGrom and watch your team win a World Series. Like, that must be uh, the biggest kick in the yeah. balls ever. It's the same thing with Acuna. Uh, I Awful. mean, Ronald Acuna, he he was out the year they win it, and Awful. then you know the teams looks like they're two times as good this year, and they can't and get they there. Can't so win. It's crazy how it happens. Baseball is an insane sport. Baseball is the most said, unpredictable sport in the world. Oh, it really? And, is. and I love it. And my favorite thing is, I was talking about it recently. You're watching this game, right? And what is it? The, I forget exactly, but tight game, right? Close game. Bottom of the ninth, they're going out there and they're pitching to dangerous hitters. You know, whether it's in the Phillies or at points in this Rangers series, the Phillies have bats, obviously. We all know it. And the D-backs, you know, it's not football where they could just take the knee. It's not basketball where they could dribble around the clock out. In baseball, you have to sack up and throw a fucking strike right. down the middle Right, you in got order to get to through it, there's no way around it. You can't run, you can't waste clock, you can't take timeouts like that. All you have to do is just throw it and hope for the best. Give your best pitch, hope your your field makes a play, and that you're better than the guy across from you. And that's what makes baseball so beautiful. I mean, you know, all it takes at, at moments like that is a bloop and a blast, a hit by yep. a pitch and a home run, and they tie this game, and then they could win this game. Whatever it is, that's what makes baseball so good. So that's why I'm so excited for this World Series matchup. Once again, Diamondbacks are going to Texas and playing the Rangers. Rangers are home. 8.03 uh, as of the time this is coming out. It's today. It's on Friday, game one. I'm so yep. excited. Ben, I want to hear your thoughts on who you think's winning the series and how many games and who is going to be the biggest factor on why they do it. So I'm going to take the Rangers in six. Um, they're just, they're unreal. And I, I think you're going to see, this might be a, this is going to be a hot take. I think you're going to see a bit of a, mad bum type performance out of native Aldi. I think that's what it's going to take. Mm. I think you're going to see him similarly yep. to what we saw like with that. sale in the world series against the Dodgers. I think Evaldi has that kind of shit that you need to be just, as you said, a gamer, uh, yeah. a big time clutch pitcher in October. I think Evaldi hits all those marks. We've seen him hit all those marks. He's already a world series champion. Um, but I think he's going to do kind of what kind of, Again, kind of a hot take. He's not as good as Kurt Schilling was. But what Kurt Schilling brought to that 4 Red Sox team, I think you're seeing Evaldi bring that to this Rangers team. And it's had 
a profound impact on everyone. And then obviously yeah. Scherzer there as well. That you, you can't say enough about that. So I'm going to go with the Rangers in six. World Series MVP, I'm going with Nate Evaldi. I think he's been so good. I think he's going to keep it up. I think he's going to get it done. Mm. Yeah, I love I love that. I mean, especially, you know, former Pat. Former <laughs> Red Sox. He's also, he's the wow. guy I want. Like, the reason I'm rooting for the Rangers to win is Nate Evaldi. So, obviously, it's a very biased pick. But I don't care. I, I love Nate Evaldi. Uh, I unapologetically love Nate Evaldi. Every time he comes back to Fenway, you can tell that he misses being at Fenway. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rangers uh, for that reason. Okay, right now, so there's two things that I'm looking at with when I go to pick this. Uh, great World Series, honestly. I mean, it's not the World so Series good. anyone expected, but I love this it. This is you a know, baseball it's a, it's, purist World Series. And it's refreshing. It's refreshing for all the viewers and it all the fans. It feels new. Um, I like that there isn't a lot of bandwagon on yeah. either side in this matchup. Um, it's just two hardcore and deserving fan bases that get to see their teams in uh, in the biggest spot in, in a while. I mean, dude, how long has it been since – I mean, the D-backs, obviously we know how long it's been. But the Rangers, too, it's been a sneaky, what, decade since they were there? So yeah, man, exciting it's- times. It's it's very exciting, and I'm glad you brought that up. Here are the two things that I'm looking at in this matchup, right? I'm looking at experience in the postseason and experience in general in in the league, and, and you know some a little bit of veteran in you. And I'm looking at do you have it guys? Do you have it guys like you just said that can carry a team and put the team on their back, and you know through everything else give you those big poppy moments where, you know, he's stepping up to the plate and he's hitting a grand slam in the perfect time. I mean, can you, can you imagine that? You know, I think that that plays well with what the Rangers have. So the Rangers have, you know, Corey Seager, they've got all these guys that have experience. It's like one through nine. They have it up and down their lineup. It's crazy. Exactly. And a lot of the time, I mean, this is what you're, you're looking at, you know, Veteran guys, there's Evan Longoria on one side, obviously. But then on the other side, there's Corey Seager. And Corey Seager has just been, you know, the pop that this guy brings, the, the pop in this lineup, the pop by, by you know, Adoles Garcia, the so good. Mar- uh, Marcus Simeon. I mean, so good. You got Nathaniel Lowe. You've got um, Jonah Heim. Garver. You've got uh, Evan Carter. I mean, the rookie. I mean, th- this is a team that is so stacked. Josh Young. Josh Young. So good. I mean, this is such a good lineup, and we talked about this all year long. I really think the Rangers are going to pull this one out. Uh, you know, it's been tough. I've been bouncing back, you know, five games, seven games, five games, seven games. Are they going to be dominant or it's going to be a close one? Uh, just for the the factor of, you know. It does smell like youth. a seven. It smells like a seven. I'm going to go with, with, with the smell. I think it's going to be a seven-game <laughs> series here. I do. I think it's going to be a seven-game series here. I think we're looking at uh, a team that's going to be, uh, you know, hungry in the Diamondbacks, and then we're looking at a team that's just going to hit the shit out of the ball and then yeah. pitch in big moments. Like you said, Valdi, Montgomery. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a guy like Chapman can really do a lot for his legacy if he goes out there he and can. you know, instead of instead he of what can. he what he seems to be doing in recent history when he gets out there and he gets wild and he just it's a disaster. I think he might be able to go out there and just 
dominate. I mean, if he goes out there and dominates, what does that do for his legacy? I think that's a that's a sneaky pick for for a guy that that can really improve uh improve on a already great legacy. So, right, right. But don't you think that Avaldi has a better chance to do it because Chapman kind of already has this legendary feel to him because of how hard he used to throw the ball mm-hmm. and everyone remembers growing up it was like oh you see Chapman hit like 107 today like he was just throwing the shit out of the ball yeah this kind of world series win would make a guy like Nate Ovaldi he's not just now um beloved by Red Sox fans or or um or Rangers fans He's beloved by the whole baseball world. If you find a way to win this uh, World Series and add another ring on your finger, he—he just, I don't know. He just seems like such a good dude too. Uh, I'm just, I'm rooting for him. I really want him to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I got to lock in a MVP MVP pick here, uh, I love the Evaldi one. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say Adolis Garcia. Yeah, I think that's he's, who I would have gone with if I didn't go with Evaldi. Yeah, I think he's just gonna get super hot. Like he's, he's so been. good. He's, uh, so he's damn been, good. He's been phenomenal, but I think a big reason why I'm going to go ahead and give him this. Um, this guy's one of the best defenders in the league. He's got the best arm maybe in the entire MLB. I think that there's going to become a time where it's going to be, you know, Corbin Carroll's at third, one out, big inning, big game in the series. It's going to be a fly ball to right. Carroll's going to tag and Adolis is going to dot him. Yeah. And it's going to be one of the craziest plays in World Series history. You know, the fastest guy in the league pretty much and the best arm in the league on the other side. And it's going to be such a sick moment. And I think his arm and his defense is going to do just as much as his bat, bat is. And uh, and I think this Rangers team is going to win because of his presence uh, both, you know, in the outfield and as a hitter in this lineup. So go ahead. Give me the Rangers. I love this series. I uh, I'm very excited with it, and, and I'm happy that this is the the draw we had. Even though I had some money on the uh, on the Phillies, you know it's okay. I do have something still in the works here. If the Rangers win the World Series and the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I have a nice solid one coming up. Uh, <laughs> definitely some crazy odds definitely there. One of those teams is definitely closer than the other. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. Uh, but. I'm excited for for uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean we're we're excited to uh, to see what that has and and bring uh, you know a lot of reaction and and social media posts for you guys based on uh, this and the NFL of course. So if you're gonna follow along, go ahead and subscribe, follow us, and uh, we got another big deal coming up soon where we're going to unleash it on you guys next week. So be ready, be excited. And, uh, thanks for watching guys. We, we really appreciate it. Like, like always. So, uh, go smash that subscribe button, follow us on all platforms and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.